welcome to Dating in the City. We're your hosts, the Conti sisters, matchmakers, and co-founders at our personal matchmaking firm, Matchmakers in the City. Dubbed by millionaire matchmaker Patty Stanger as her favorite sisters in Hollywood and one of the matchmakers behind MTV's Are You the One, we've been celebrity matchmakers for nearly seven years. And now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey guys, and welcome to Dating in the City, Season 2, Episode 8. I'm Alessandra Conti. And this is Christina Conti-Pineda. And we're the Conti sisters, and we're so excited to be back. How are you, Christina, today? Doing great, thank you. <laughs> We've just been, I feel like we got into the office and then just have both been just <laughs> working like crazy people. I know, I wasn't sure what you were up to in this room. <laughs> I know, I know. I thought we were going to be recording in the I night. know, I'm sorry. But I, just, I needed to go and post my articles so that, yeah. And there's just so much to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're hiring a new matchmaker. Yes. So that's been super exciting. So if any of you are in the Los Angeles area and, um, and are interested, interested in working for matchmakers in the city and being one of our new matchmakers. Um, We don't hire that frequently. So the fact that we are hiring right now is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely feel free to reach out to us. Um, You can reach out to Nina, Nina at Mm matchmakersinthecity.com. Send over your resume. um, And yeah, we're holding interviews this week and the very, very beginning of next. but that will be really good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel really good today because I am finally back on my workout regimen of just, I think that working out just has, it does wonders for everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even just looking good. Yep. It truly gives you endorphins because I did it yesterday. I did it this morning mm-hmm. and I feel like a level. I mean, I also went on a retreat in Malibu this weekend. So <laughs> that may have had something else to do with it. But it just, it makes such, it, I just feel so like so much more at peace than I, you know what I mean? Than like my, well, obviously than when I was in New York, anxious alley. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'm feeling good. You're feeling good, Christina. Yeah, and all dance and, and working out and yeah. all of that is such a good release of any mm-hmm. emotions that you might be dealing with or problems. It's mm-hmm. That's how it's always been for me, too. Yeah, pump it out in the elliptical mm-hmm. or on the dance floor. All right. At the clubs in Hollywood. <laughs> probably JK. a little more, getting more drama. Than oh my gosh. When you so much drama. There's too much drama here. Um, great. So we'll begin with the Celebrity Matchmakers Relationship Report. So, okay. Oh no. What Wait, is this why? next one? Okay, so you guys... <laughs> The Ted Bundy movie starring Zac Efron. Oh, it's actually a is movie out. now. Because you yes. always talk about Ted Bundy with I, our yeah. just with our clients and yes. with our bachelorettes and Yes. Because Ted Bundy so okay, so the movie is out with Zac Efron. It's on Netflix. Mm. I watched it on Sunday night and you know, I thought it was I, I thought it was fantastic. I really? am a Zac Efron, like, stan. I love Zac Efron so much. Stan? So it's like, oh, that's, sorry, that's, like, millennial vehicular. Um, vehicular. Oh, vehicular. <laughs> vehicular. <laughs> vehicular. 
vehicular manslaughter. Oh my gosh, it's millennial vehicular. What is it? Vinicular. Vinicular. Okay, so basically it means you like love you love him, like you love him so much. So since I mean since I think it's vernacular. Vernacular. Wait, what did you Wait, say? You went to Oxford, Christina. Our Let little our little wordsmith. Yeah, it's vernacular. Verna- it's okay, not ver- vernacular. Not vernacular. Mm-mm. I will. I like vehicular the best. But anyway, so um, but basically. Um, I love I love Zac Efron. I mean, uh, ever since you know the 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 seminal classic High School Musical, a uh, musical was um, was you know Zac was the star. Which fun fact? Who played? Which one of the Conti sisters <laughs> played Sharpay in our high school's production of High School Musical? Why Should don't you guys win? guess? Yeah, maybe some people can win a prize. Yeah, you guys, if you can guess, you win. What? Maybe. Uh, no, I don't know. Let's just tell them. It's fine. Yes. Um, who was it, Christina? Alexander, just wanted you just. It was me. Story. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so I played I played Sharpay without the blonde wig, but I would later play a Barbie in for Halloween and wear that blonde wig. But anyway, back to Zac Efron. So um, I thought he was phenomenal in the movie. Um, and the reason I'm talking about it on our podcast is because um, obviously Ted Bundy, and he's like one of the most well-known sociopaths and psychopaths right. of – just U.S. culture. Mm. And um, so I think that it's, you know, these tendencies, like sociopathic tendencies and narcissistic tendencies. So it's like narcissism is kind of the high functioning um, level of, and then like it's like sociopath and then it's psychopath. And like if someone's a psychopath, like Ted Bundy was a psychopath because he had no remorse and he just, he was, he was horrible. He was a horrible person. Even though Zac Efron kind of made you, like when it's Zac Efron playing him, right. you're just like enamored because it's Zac Efron, <laughs> which is horrible. And I was even like, well, huh. did, was he really guilty? Like I was even questioning, even though I know a lot about mm. Ted Bundy, I was like, did he really do it? I was like, no way. He could. And it was also through the eyes of his girlfriend or, or yeah, his, um, his fiance, um, mm. And she thought that she was actually the one who originally called the police to let them know that he he looked exactly like the sketch that the police had rendered based on two killings um, and because people had seen him in his Volkswagen um, car. So anyway, she had called his name in, but we didn't know that until like the towards the end. Sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. Um But anyway, so I just thought it was fascinating because it came through the eyes of this innocent woman who just loved him so much. Mm. And there were definitely signs. And I don't really think that the movie did the best job in showing all of the signs because it kind of was... Um, it kind of was airing on the side of did he do it? But he obviously did. He he confessed to at least 30 killings. And there's this whole thing called the Ted Bunny Tapes. Anyway, but I just wanted to bring this up because I think that, you know, based on being a matchmaker for the past almost eight years, I feel like we've come across, and after dating in, you know, Los Angeles and New York and D.C., um, I feel like I've personally come across a lot of different narcissists, a few sociopaths um, in my day. 
And I just want to, and I know Mm. that there are so many women that come to us, and I'm thinking of just so many different stories of these men who have had these traits of being a narcissist and being a sociopath. So I wanted to just talk about the bigger picture of how can women spot, you know, a psychopath or sociopath or narcissist even before falling for them. Ooh, well, I'll just say something that came to mind immediately. Yeah. I think that it's good that they chose Netflix, whoever was did the casting, chose mm-hmm. someone like Zac Efron to mm-hmm. play the part because very commonly women can fall for the good looks mm-hmm. at, of whoever, of the man, even if all of their behaviors show that they're not a good person person for them. And that's called the halo effect. Mm. So if an, a man or even a woman is attractive, um, and women can be sociopaths and narcissists as well. So let's not, I don't want to completely um, uh, cut them off of this equation, right. but it definitely is more common, common scientifically men. in men. Mm. I think it has something to do with testosterone, okay. truly. Okay. Um, and the balance of all right. of that. Right. And also because also autism is also, and, and Asperger's yes. is more common in yes. men, not saying that people with autism or people with Aspergers have are sociopaths no, no, or no, anything this, like this that. Different, 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 but but thing, the right? testosterone levels like there's something. I, I obviously I'm a matchmaker. I'm not a scientist, but I have learned enough about it to mm. say that. But yeah, with the halo effect. So basically, it mm. means that so if someone like a Zac Efron has these really horrible qualities, it doesn't matter because you still are thinking that they are. You know, you're. Trying trying to um it's like you want them you're seeing the positive in them because they're attractive exactly yeah actually so i'm listening to the tenant of wildfell hall which is a novel by Anne bronte she wrote it mm-hmm. during the 1900s i don't know the exact sociopaths time. were around then too yes weren't they, they were yeah because she ends up mad and i'm not going to take away from the plot or anything as much as I can but she does end up marrying a man who he she knew that her aunt warned her about Mm -hmm. him but he was so good looking Mm -hmm. and he always would save her from the older men who had all the money who were the ones her aunt wanted her with he would always take her away and then he would just touch her hand and but then when they were together he would always play with her emotions mm-hmm. and hit on other women and mm. she, obviously Anne Bronte did not use the word hit on yeah 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 <laughs> the vehicular the millennial vehicular <laughs> yeah she yeah. he would clearly be playing with Helen's, Mm -hmm. who's the heroine's emotions, and then finally she gets proposed to by him, and it just shows what, and she thinks, oh, he has everything, he just needs to be married to a woman who has the good example, and then Mm -hmm. he'll learn, and then he'll change. Did he? Oh, Oh, no. Read it. Or listen to it. It is a phenomenal. I if I am I might write an article about this. Oh, but good, you should. If I owned the a likelihood com- that I would read that is <laughs> so low. That's true. <laughs> That's oh, true. Gosh. If I owned a college, 
I would make that required really? reading for everyone oh because gosh. it is that good. And it yeah. shows this. So, there yeah. were frats even in those days. And wow. It was so good. Well, and I think I think that just common characteristics that psychopaths and sociopaths and narcissists, because kind of narcissists are the most common, um, the a lot of qualities that they have being super, super, super charming, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like right. a, having charisma, but being very charismatic and being like so. But at the same time, there are people who are charming, who are genuinely just yes, charming, yes. like me. <laughs> like me? <laughs> but there are people who are charming that aren't, you know, narcissists and sociopaths. Yes, but yes. it's kind of like this artificial charm and, like, kind of like there's not, there isn't anything behind it. Right. So right. also they're very focused on themselves. Selfish. Very selfish. Selfish is number one yeah. for that type of personality. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of times it's you know notice if a guy is just you might be enamored with with what he's bringing to the table and his stories and just his adventures and his way of explaining them and making you laugh and making you feel like you're the only woman in the room and da 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 but notice if he is super focused on talking about himself and if he is not asking you anything about you. But at the same time, though, ladies, I don't want you to think any guy that you go on a date with, if he doesn't ask you a lot of questions, that he's a narcissist. Because on first dates, it's kind of hard to tell if someone's a sociopath on a first date. Because on first dates, like, people are generally pretty nervous. Right, and also you have to separate it from the fact that men communicate differently with each other Mm -hmm. and women communicate differently. Mm -hmm. Men... For them, if they have to say something, they say what's on their mind. Just they'll put it right out there. So they might not, a woman might be wondering, okay, when is he going to ask me about my day? Or That's because we are used to asking each other those things. And for men, they have to take that step of thinking, oh, maybe I should ask her. That's not a gut instinct for a lot of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. usually just say what's on their mind. They're, so yeah. they're expecting a woman to say what's on their mind. But yeah. they need to learn better. Yeah, I mean, I think that the biggest thing is just looking out for selfish behaviors and just looking out if you feel like something's a little off, it probably is. Um, but yeah, so I think that we'll, we can definitely talk more about, you know, narcissists and sociopaths in other episodes, but Mm -hmm. I just think it's, I think it's really fascinating. Um, I once dated a sociopath Mm -hmm. and it was, it was so interesting because on our final, our final conversation, he explained to me like that he didn't feel the normal emotions that normal people felt so he physically had never felt the normal, like it was hard for him to understand where, how other people like experienced empathy or like he didn't feel bad about things or he didn't feel the feelings of love for anyone and he never had. Um, hmm. So it's just really fascinating. Um <laughs> You know, I was thinking Freud would have a playground. Oh my gosh! Well, also it's interesting because empaths. So I'm an empath. So empaths are, and you are too. So empaths are basically, and a lot of women, um, and a lot of men can be as well. But empaths feel like they feel very. um, They feel 
what other people are feeling right. and they are they're very affected by their surroundings and they're very affected by other people's emotions yeah. and they are like that's just it's very it's they're affected by that right. so empaths are attracted to narcissists and narcissists are attracted to empaths because for narcissists empaths are like oh my gosh these super emotional creatures and i can kind of play around and da 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 it's kind of like a game so right. i want to make her fall in love with me that yeah sort of it's thing. like that's what happens you know, in the novel oh well. god it's so horrible and it's a little traumatic so just ladies be careful <laughs> but anyway um okay so on to a little brighter topic. The Bachelorette comes out next week. I thought it was last night, but right. it was a reunion last night of all the previous Bachelorettes. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, it was really good. You would have loved it, Christina. So I continue to watch The Bachelorette. Christina stopped watching years ago, right? Yep, yeah. But we really grew up on it. I mean, one of the lines, is this the deciding factor? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be forever ingrained in our minds. Forever <laughs> ingrained. Um, so, but I wanted to talk about something that happens in a preview. So in one of the previews, Hannah gets upset with the men because she feel like none of them actually know her. So I, I'm not exactly sure what the exact scenario is. Um, but and who is Hannah? Hannah is the new Bachelorette. So she's a previous contestant. She was a contestant on Colton's season, oh. and she got sent home because Colton wasn't obviously he wasn't into it. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to ask you: the reason she got upset with the men was because she felt like their connections were very surface level. <laughs> so shocking! How can? But I wanted to pose the question: How can women develop deeper connections with men that they are meeting and dating? Ooh, that's that's a multi-layered yeah. question because I always say women tend to connect too easily through mm. oversharing. Oh, because we have in one of our dating guidelines that don't talk about former relationships and save deep personal matters for later. Mm -hmm. The men usually struggle with the first part of that, the talking about former relationships. Mm -hmm. Women usually struggle with the second part of that, the saving deep personal matters for later. Because for mm -hmm. women, the way we connect with each other is through mutual sharing mm -hmm. of past information, of things that are close to our hearts. Mm -hmm. I don't, if you can think back to like any of your female friendships, there's a time when you, you've gotten to know each other. It's each relationship, there's levels. You're not going to share deep mm -hmm things with them in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But if you can think back to that time with maybe one of your best friends right now where you shared something that was really deep or really personal, and then the bond that you had after that. Mm -hmm. It's very special and very deep. I want, I suggest for all of our bachelors and bachelorettes to, well, it's, as I said, it's easier. Men are just t tend to be less thinking about that mm -hmm. unless they're in that 30% of men who do talk a lot. Mm -hmm. But the women, I recommend them to do their little list of things that they feel comfortable sharing on a first date, things that they want to save for their boyfriend, things that they want to save for the man that they're going to marry. Mm. So, so, so lists. Yeah, do a list yeah. because otherwise women, I'll have women coming in and saying, I have been in order to try to connect with someone, mm -hmm. I will share something that deep and that personal, mm -hmm. and then they will feel bound to that man, and then mm -hmm. it's much harder to say no to a one-night stand Ugh. when they're... Oh, God. 
<laughs> when they're already emotionally tethered to the person. That is okay. So that is doesn't really answer your question because you were saying how so to you're basically connect. saying how to not connect. Not connect. Well, then then I always say though, especially for women who have been doing that sharing, mm-hmm. that there is a period where you need to recalibrate and realize you're not going to have those immediate fireworks when you're dating in in the right way mm-hmm. of waiting to share all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. But I would say, Christina, I think that that's fine. But I also think that there's something to be said for being open and showing like the cracks in your armor, even on a first date. Because I mean, I don't obviously think you should go to like that third list, but I think it is important for women to show a level of vulnerability in your first date or in your first few dates. Because I think that a lot of women and a lot of one of the issues that The Bachelorette had expressed that she was facing was that she was in she was a beauty queen she was in like pageants and one of her issues was that she just wants to be perfect and tries to be perfect all the time and so I think for someone like her or someone like a lot of the lady bosses that we work with or a lot of the women who are have that like have those walls so high it's it's hard for men to connect with them because their walls are so high and they seem perfect and they seem like there are no cracks in the armor, but everybody has cracks in the armor. So my, what I would say is that I think it's really important to share some sort of vulnerability. What would be, though, an appropriate level of vulnerability that you would advise to share on a first date? I think that's a great point because mm-hmm. I think we're talking about two very different, different women, women right now. Yeah, we, there's I'm, one. I never. Um, yeah. Will date coach that to a lady boss or a beauty pageant queen? Yes. Anything like that. Someone who I know has that shell. Okay, she's coming in already. Her armor's up. She won't even let down with me. Yeah, yeah. I will never date coach that to that person. And I feel like we deal with a lot of that. And a lot of women who have been hurt in the past build those walls so high. And no guy is can climb it and no guy wants to climb it because he doesn't know what's on the other side. So right. it's important to un to to open that little like like in a night when there's a night and there's armor, like open up that a little piece of armor. Like but so what's an appropriate what are appropriate things that, that women can feel safe to be vulnerable about on a first date? I think their ideas, their views about things, their Mm -hmm. philosophical just understandings of things, their deep questions about Mm -hmm. meanings of the world, about about movies, about anything that is, I say, what I want, I think it's important for everyone to avoid, even if they are that girl boss Mm -hmm. type, because some people will be that, that lady boss type. And then they'll realize, okay, I've there's absolutely no way to get to my heart. And then they'll go in the total opposite direction mm-hmm. and then be a doormat, basically. And yeah. I want to avoid that, too. Yeah. So that's why I say if, you know, there are certain things that are so personal to you mm-hmm. that you, and you may have experienced it in the past, where you have revealed something from your childhood that you thought was not that big a deal but it was a very special thing and then you shared it with a man and then you realize okay wow that was a lot Mm-hmm. So I that's why I think it's different for every woman. Yeah. You for you, maybe talking about when you would 
go traveling with her family when you're young and and yeah and you just never really liked to go I don't just everyone's different it's not yeah. as there's some things that are personal to other people that aren't as personal but I, I would say those really deep personal things little by little you mm-hmm. come to know that about okay. people I, I could see that yeah I mean I can definitely see that but I yeah I definitely I'm all about it, it is all about finding that balance yes. because you don't want to you know, seem like you can allow him. It's just kind of like letting him lead and showing him that there is a place for him in your life. And I think also expressing that you do want someone and and say like saying that in a way that isn't like, I want, I want a man in my life right now, but also showing that there's like, there's nothing sexier. Like the one question that is like the hottest thing you could ever ask a guy is, can you help me with this? Just asking for help. <laughs> Try to asking. use that to manipulate Dan. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's I don't terrible. manipulate my husband. Oh, I but. hope he's not listening. Um, <laughs> but I think that that's so important, though, just like being okay to ask for help, even if it's, you know, just, just being open to not having all the answers and not right. being perfect and not right. knowing it all and just being open to asking for help and being yes. open to receiving. Exactly. Even if it's something like, letting him open the door for you or letting him or you know saying that you know oh yeah I I would love to go wine tasting but you know I I would like to share it with someone you know I I don't want to do it alone you know you can say something along those lines not saying like oh my gosh I'm desperately lonely but also expressing that you do long for that kind of connection exactly and a deep um, and a deep kind of um, genuine connection right saying something along those lines is perfectly fine because also and I've, I've worked with a lot of men who have said that yeah, I mean, yeah, these she doesn't need like if if a guy doesn't feel like you need him in any way, yeah. then what's he's not right? You know, she's already yeah, she's, she's already good. Perfect. She doesn't. She's need good. Me. She doesn't need me. Yeah. Men love to feel that needed, just as with you and their lives. I mean, if a guy is just totally like closed off and he's like, oh, I'm super super happy with my life. Like I'm all is good. Yeah. Like I'm really busy with my buddies. Da, da, da. Like there, then you feel like there's no room for you either. So it's okay to express a want for another person. I think that's a great point. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Just I think you know, they'll listen to this and see what yeah what kind of girl are you are you someone who is you know too over like you're the emotional emotional um Elmira or are you crying on the dates emotional crying on the oh yeah sometimes things can be so personal things can be super personal it doesn't there's no I don't mean to to shame anyone yeah. at all it's yeah. it's just when you're talking about that personal yeah, stuff it, yeah it, can it gets bring to a very deep up place. yeah definitely I hear you so yeah it's exactly it's just kind of thinking of everything as you know you'll it, this is not your only listen if you're meant to be with this person right. this is not going to be the only time that you'll ever get to talk to them exactly. you know this is one of hopefully if it's the right guy many dates and many times that you'll be able to share with them so um it's having being authentic and being vulnerable but not in a way that's going to make you exactly like what you said make you feel this you know artificial bond just because you've shared with them something deeply personal right and I kind of think it's a good thing that the bachelorette is a little more she's not 
because you don't know these guys' motives either. I know, but also that's a heightened situation where, like, they kind of have to get deep pretty quickly. So, and then if that's a struggle that she has and she's self-aware enough to say, like, okay, and they're not asking her any questions, she's like, I just know about you. Like, I know about your stories. You don't know about me and my little things. But Mm. anyway, I mean, this is based on a preview. So, like, (laughs) I'm super excited for the season, obviously. So let's go into one of my favorite segments. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. As sisters, we have our fair share of disagreements. Every day we date coach men and women who don't know whether they should stay in a relationship or move on. In Boy Bye, we debate different hot relationship trigger topics. First scenario, a guy who you are dating lets you know that he wants to move across the country and is just awaiting approval from his work. Boy bye or strike one. Christina, Ooh. why don't you take this one? Are you sure I'll send yeah. I think you have some great thoughts take about it, this. Take it and then I'll okay. tell. Yes, well, what I always advise someone if you if you're if that's something that you're open to and you're contemplating a cross country move, then fine. Mm-hmm. But if you know that you need to be where you are and you're very happy in your city, your current city and for instance, you've just had a situation where you've moved across the country. <laughs> it's or something in along those lines that it's just not going to happen for you and you know that you need to be in one place and he's contemplating that. I would definitely talk to him about it. Say that that's really not in your future and you if you've discerned it, if you've prayed about it, if you know that that's not going to be a possibility for you and and then see what he says from there mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think that obviously if you're open to moving as well then that's definitely not a boy by situation that's exciting mm-hmm. um but it, it really like you have to kind of look at okay where are we in the relationship is this the beginning is this like are we I see my boyfriend are we just dating like what's the situation um, if you're just dating and a guy's like, oh, I'm, you know, planning on moving cross country. I'm just waiting work. Um, to, and you have no personal plans of moving cross country. And you're again, if you're just dating and there's no definitive boyfriend, girlfriend or engaged or anything like that, I would definitely say it, this is, you know a boy by situation um right because of course you know listen if you are engaged to someone and their work takes them across the country and you are just you know you are so in love with them and you want to make it work and you're willing to do long distance or you're willing to move yeah for sure you can make it work but if you're just in those beginning phases um, it's just long distance is tough. Very tough. Very tough. And right. also, if someone is yearning to move out of their their current location, it definitely shows that they're not happy where they're at right now. Right. And they are, and while you want to be their be-all, end-all, and make them just so happy with their lives and their situation, you, a person can only be happy within themselves it's an inner thing it's not something there's nothing you can really do um to make this person feel happy in um in their current city and also if you 
make them stay or something like that, you know, then they will feel as though they're, they'll feel, um, what's the word? they'll feel resentful, right? you know? So mm-hmm. if they're going to stay, it needs to be their decision. Um, but again, I mean, it really depends on where you're at in your relationship. And it's such a talk and it's such a, you know, figuring out what's right for you guys. Um, but I would say if it's kind of the beginnings of a relationship or nothing's been defined and it's kind of been more casual or you're dating, I would say, you know, do yourself a favor and just kind of let that person, you know, and in um, my favorite song, What a Girl Wants... Um, and also that quote, it's like, if you love someone, let them go. And if mm-hmm. they, if it comes back, it's yours. That's yeah, how you know. So if it, if, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the great Christina Aguilera once said. So yeah, I mean, these situations are never easy. I dealt with something very similar to this and it's really hard. It's just really difficult, but relationships are all about timing and it's just sometimes, you know, God has different plans for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's not easy at all when you have feelings for someone. So right. exactly. if you're going through that, I'm sorry. It's a very specific situation, but I know people do move all the time. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been through that a few times where I was dating a guy and then, I mean, one that I actually really, really, really liked and another one that I was just like, oh, you're moving across the country. How ex- how weird and different but and it was very much more um this was a couple years ago it was super amicable and just like oh that's awesome have fun um (laughs) but yeah it can be tough it can be really tough or super easy and in that case great good for you okay next scenario a guy you start dating adds you on instagram and you see he has he follows a ton of x-rated models wearing very little clothing quote-unquote models models with quotes (laughs) Wearing very little clothing. Boy, buy or strike one. Ooh. Oh, that's this not is good. so prevalent, Christina. Oh, that's so awful. It's so bad. I know it's a pornography culture. Instagram is becoming like Pornhub. It's wild. What do you think, boy, buy or strike one? Well, I, I think it's definitely a conversation to have with him because yeah. it's that's going to ruin any relationship that he would have. It's people who indulge in those kinds of things end up being making themselves a sociopath in a way of that they can't experience the same feelings and emotions towards a real woman. And we see kind of the what happens. Yeah. Because we've dealt with some men who like don't find normal women in real life attractive because they just are just constantly bombarded with these yeah with these images of women who don't exist or it's like yeah and that's that's really scary it is the scary place to be yes I would definitely definitely have a conversation and see if it's something he's willing to unfollow yeah I I remember I was um chatting I was doing a date coaching with a woman and she was dating a guy and he was he was following a bunch of Instagram accounts mm-hmm. and um they were a lot of kind of that the mod the Instagram models like a few x-rated like all of that but on Instagram you can't like it, it it's still it is super x-rated like but you can't it can't be full whatever um, but anyway, so she, like, she was basically 
talked to him about it and was like, listen, like, this is, like, it just makes me super uncomfortable. Like, people can see who you're following. Like, that's another thing. Like, people, I don't know. I feel like it's almost, like, disrespectful if you're dating someone or if you're with a woman or if you have a girlfriend and, like, all the accounts that you're following are X-rated. Yeah. That's that's so That is never, should never (laughs) happen. That is so disrespectful. But anyway, so she talked to him about it, and then he, he, um... I think he, like, deleted his Instagram account. Good. Good. How lovely is that? Good for... And, and she was like, wait, did you delete your account? Or he... I think he, like, unfollowed basically everyone. And so, to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, that was fantastic because we had talked about this mm-hmm. and she was really concerned about it. Um... So I think he, and then he, she talked to him and she was like, wait, did you do this? And he was like, yeah, like, it made you uncomfortable. Like, I'm a guy, like, this is something that guys do. I didn't even think about it. Not I just all thought, guys. I know, I know, but it is, it is very prevalent. Like, right. this is not just, you know, one guy is doing this. Right. It's like a lot of men are doing this. Right, but it's still very problematic and shouldn't be happening. No, no, I yeah. agree. I agree. And to normalize it is not good yeah. because there are tons of also other great guys who, you know, are not following, you know, exactly. pornographic accounts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say it's a conversation. And if, if, if a guy, if something makes you uncomfortable and a guy is not willing to, you know, fix it, and that's something that's so, it's also something that's pretty public and it it's pretty like, I don't know, it's just, it's a, I think it is offensive oh, yeah. to the woman that if you are dating a woman and then people look at, because everyone, I always, whenever someone that, even like a friend just follows me, I always, not always, but sometimes I'll look at their account. Or if it's a guy mm. that's dating someone I'm date coaching or one of my girlfriends, I'll be like, oh, let's look at his Instagram. And then I'll look immediately. Mm. Who is he following? Smart. And then who are his top people that are that's on his smart. followers account? Very smart. Because you really do see who is he looking at constantly? Who is he interacting with? Because he might be sliding into these DMs. I mean, these, you we don't know I mean so anyway um yeah it also yeah. that's a pause for concern with what are if that's public yeah what are they doing in their private lives totally and that's a pornography addiction is not small stuff yeah. no it's not that yeah. is a very very difficult yeah. addiction and so yeah. you definitely need to have a talk at least and really figure out what is the extent of this yeah and if he's willing to change. yeah and if it's something that's just like oh I just whatever I don't even use Instagram I just happen to follow these people that's one thing but yeah it's it's just icky it's icky it is and it can you know? really ruin a lot of marriages I th- too yeah I think it's icky yeah. I think it gives me an icky feeling it does you it know does. if a guy's looking at all of that it's icky. And women, too, because it's becoming yeah. popular with women, too, to follow a lot of men, like, yeah. men models like that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's on kind of on both sides. Okay. okay Last next. scenario. You go on a great first date, but find out that he is recently out of a long-term relationship. Ooh, like two months recently. Mm. Boy, bye, or strike one. Hmm. Hmm. I think this totally depends. Yeah, it does. It does. I think Do you remember that one time? Sorry, I want to share a little personal anecdote. Do you remember when I went on this great first date with this guy? I won't say what he did, but it was a fabulous career. I was super excited about him. And then I just Googled him. And I and then I saw or I face I looked, I went to look for his Facebook, Facebook. And I saw 
that he had a wedding photo <laughs> on, on him. And I was like, Christina, is this him? Oh, it looks gosh. a little chubbier than him. Like, because he looked oh. he looked a little different, yeah. but like you looked at his eyebrows. It was the same eyebrows. Yeah, and then I didn't I didn't I find so his then, divorce record? So, no. So yeah, yeah. So then somehow, so Our I was like, no way, records. no way. So he had gotten a divorce. Or separation. He had, separation. No, 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 divorce. Oh. He had filed, he had filed, filed for yes, divorce filed. a week before we went on our date. Oh. A week oh, no. before. And so I was so, I didn't know what to do. Remember, this was like, I was like, what do I do? Like, this was such a great date. Like, we had so much to talk about. We had great chemistry. Like, he asked me out again. I'm supposed to be going out with him again. But, like, I can't date someone who just got, just filed for divorce. Like, what? So I ended up being upfront with him because I was almost oh, I one of my yes. options was to just like cancel the date not say anything and just be like oh sorry can't do it something came up one of my other options was just to go on the date as if I didn't know but I was not going to do that because that was so weird to me he's and still like married yeah he's still married right. and like I didn't know the situation exactly. like he could have literally just filed I know but also it was up anyway so what I ended up doing was I think I text I think I texted Texting. him mm-hmm. and I brought it up it was like hey like super like no judgment at all but I did just see that you I did see that you you know I honestly I'm like I own a matchmaking company so I ran a background <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I forget what I said, but I said, um, I saw your Facebook photo and it was of you still Matt. It was of you in, in like, and a girl in a wedding dress. So, you know, um, so yeah, so I, I put it out to him. I asked him about it and then he explained the whole thing and he said they, we've been separated for two years, but so I did decide to go on that second date with him. But during the entire second date all I could think about was that he just filed for divorce the week before like I literally it was the elephant in the room it was really hard for me so we didn't end up going out again because obviously it affected the way that I was and when you're thinking about something you can't help it like you're just anyway so um yeah so that said I mean I've been in that scenario and that was a boy by thing for me. Definitely. And but that also was for a marriage. Yeah. If it's a if it's just a dating relationship, it's different for yeah. each person because mm-hmm. some men are are de- really dating to get married and they knew that that relationship wasn't working. They ended it and they're ready to find the right person. But 2 months? I don't know. It just seems pretty fresh. <gasps> I think it's fine. I think it's as long as you're taking things slowly and getting to know each other and you learn about, okay, just learn a little bit about him. And Mm -hmm. I think some people know. Sometimes relationships do drag out for a long time. And both people are ready to end it, but they're a little nervous too. And then they realize, okay, no. And then they end things. I think it's so different dependent on the person, though. I know. And I've also heard, though, situations where – it was like they started dating, they had a great time, but then it was like time to define. And then the guy was like, well, listen, I just got out of this oh, relationship. No. I really like you, no. but I just ended this relationship and I'm not ready to jump into another one. So I think that if someone did just end a relationship, it's important to kind of not ask him flat out because that is a little bit aggressive and the big turnoff for guys oh, yeah. um, or women, like even a woman, like if just to say, 
actually, I don't know. I don't think it's such a turnoff for a woman to ask a woman what she's looking for. No, and it's not I think really that's great. It's actually, you know what? I just contributed an article with Elite Daily to, uh, and I literally said, if you want to know what they're looking for, ask. Just yeah. like ask them. I think that's amazing. There are a few different things that you can do, but one of them is just ask, ask. them and just be like, what are you looking for? Like, and people usually, um, but I did a poll on my Instagram. Um, and at matchmaker Alessandra Conti, and I did a poll, and I said, when people say people like usually when people say something like you, if someone people usually talk about say what kind of relationship that they want. If mm-hmm. asked, people usually say what they want. Mm-hmm. So if someone's not looking for something serious, they usually say, "I'm not looking for something serious." If someone's looking for a long, a committed relationship, something they'll say that as well. So I am just a believer that you know you you kind of have to just trust what people say. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't you know so and obviously take the steps go slowly. Definitely. Um, even if someone says, "I'm ready to jump in head oh, first, yeah. especially if someone says that they're <laughs> ready to jump in head first, because mm-hmm. that might be a love bombing situation." Mm-hmm. Um, where the guy or woman is just completely like accosting you and showering you with love and affection and attention um, and then just like moves on just as quickly. Mm -hmm. So I think whatever it is, it's all about taking things slow, getting to know the person, you know, not putting pressure on it and just seeing, okay, is this person, are their words, you know, um, parallel to their actions that's what dating is it's like seeing okay are you consistent do you say what you mean you know even if you say you say what you mean like even if you say that oh I'm so loyal oh my word is gold oh my thing is this (laughs) but then if you like plan a date and then cancel it or you're an hour and a half late or you know so it's all about seeing if you know seeing if what they say is actually reality that's or if they're just so trying to true. The get actions, something else exactly yeah. that's why it's important to yeah. be a philosopher in the beginning of a relationship so be you can objective. take it all in, take it in before getting bonded yeah before emotionally plunging mm-hmm. doing the emotional plunge Okay. Great. So now we're moving on to sisterly advice. Oh, we're doing another sisterly advice, not answers yeah, this week. Not answers this week. Every week we answer a listener's burning question, and every week we give her advice that only your sister would give you. And this is actually usually answers we do every other well, time. Yeah, I'm sorry, answers. Hi, Allie and Christina. I am a total fan of the podcast, and I'm so glad you are back. Yay! I have kind of an embarrassing question and feel like I'm the only girl in my 20s who feels this way. I get so awkward when I'm talking to a guy who I think is even remotely attractive. I totally clam up. I get so nervous, can't think of things to say, and just seem like I don't have a brain. I think that this is really starting to affect my dating life or lack thereof. Please help. And this is by Cute Guy Anxiety. Oh, (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh, this is so precious. It is, and it's very common. It's It's so true. It's so funny because, like, you think that this is so cute guy anxiety. First of all, I'm so glad that you're enjoying the podcast, Um, and you're not the only girl in your 20s who feels this way even in your third like in your 20s in your 30s and sometimes even 40s there are a lot of women who feel this way and I feel like especially over the past few months I've just been encountering so many women 
who have been really open in saying that this happens to them. Like, it's almost like they don't know how to talk to guys or when they do, they just get so nervous and anxious when they're in front of a cute guy or even someone exactly like who's remotely attractive. Mm. Um, I can definitely attest to this. I remember when I was in college, and this is like kind of late to still be it to to have those like anxieties well oh no no no, not late oh my gosh I don't mean to I'm just thinking for me and like my development with guys because like I don't know I feel like I was kind of an early bloomer with like boys that's true you were always very very social yeah (laughs) I was always very social chasing um what's his name around the basement for a first kiss when I was like four um yeah I always really loved boys um but anyway but no it's so I think that for me for some reason when I was in college I went through this phase of being like scared and like super just awkward when I was talking to guys and I'll never forget one time one of my girlfriends um I won't say her name but maybe she remembers this called me out while I was talking to a guy who was cute who I wasn't even necessarily attracted to or interested in but I remember I was talking to him and this girl one of my friends who didn't mean any harm but she was like Allie, why are you being so weird? (laughs) And I was mortified. I was mortified. I was like, oh my gosh, like, because I was already feeling awkward. And then to be called out in front of said guy, who I wasn't even into, but it just made me feel so awkward. But anyway, thank God I got over that. And obviously, um... And I think just, Christina, what would be your advice? And then, so, because I've been talking. So what would be your advice on kind of getting out of that? And ladies, I want you to think of this as not the way that you are, but as a phase, okay? Like with anything in your life, you go through phases. This phase is a phase and it can and it will end. Um, You just need to kind of implement a few of the techniques that we'll share with you. Christina, what are just some ways that women can feel less anxious when they're talking to men? Yeah, I'm just going to give one because it's just a really important one and this is how I got out of that phase. Mm -hmm. And it was to go to events Mm. and meet more people, interact with more people, to put less pressure on yourself. Yes. And just have fun with it. Mm. Just talk to people, smile, say hi. There's nothing wrong with that. And just be less, put less pressure on yourself, put less pressure on them to be perfect. Enjoy yourself and Mm -hmm. just enjoy meeting new people. Absolutely. I love that. And that's so true. And I think exactly, it's kind of like the more you are, yeah, the more you are, we're, we need to wrap up and we are soon, but I want to get this out. The more um, that you are exposed to like something that you're afraid of, yes. the less fear that you'll have mm-hmm. in that. So I say like, go head first into an activity that is like primarily male-based. So even if, remember when I did Zog, I did that basketball team. I mean, this one, that was horrible. But like, sorry, sorry Zog, it was really bad. Um, But it was 
was just so bad. But anyway, um, but but the <laughs> stuff, just getting out there and interacting with guys, not necessarily on a romantic right. in a romantic way, because exactly like if you're just at work all day and then go out and then like are at a friend's birthday party, meet a guy that you're kind of attracted to. Of course, you're gonna clam up because you're like, oh my gosh, this is the first guy that I've talked to in a really long time. But if you're just out out and about going to events, going to kind of male-oriented things, um, that will help. Like I said, if this is a particular struggle that you're having, I think that kind of putting yourself in more and more situations is going to be the best way to get over it. Also, building, ladies, I cannot stress this enough. When you are comfortable and happy and peaceful in yourself – then you will have no problems talking to anyone. So I would even say before you start going to all of these events, think about, okay, let me focus on me. Let me give myself a week of, let me recalibrate the way that I'm doing life. Let me figure out, okay, why am I feeling insecure when I'm meeting guys? What is going on in my personal life? Am I literally just waking up, going to work, coming back, watching Netflix? Because ladies that's no way to live okay if you're doing that there needs to be a change because you're not going to meet a guy that you're going to end up with let alone you know be able to just talk to you know you're not gonna you're going to be just meeting a very small amount of men so I would say you know when you wake up just figure out what your ideal calendar what your ideal schedule looks like like I said in the very beginning waking up going to the gym amazing like you'll have so much energy throughout the day or if it's going to the gym after work or whatever it is picking making sure that every week you're meeting up with girlfriends to either go out or go to karaoke night or to um uh go to a new restaurant or have drinks, watch live music, just doing these fun things and getting yourself out there is just so important. Getting involved in some kind of community. Um, Community is so big because also if you're a part of, like I'm a part of the, you know, the, uh, the church community where I go to church. So for me, I have a lot of guy friends that are a part of that. So I'm just talking to friends, guy friends all the time. So I'm not putting pressure on male situation. Obviously also I'm a matchmaker. So like this is, I'm it's hard for me to kind of really nowadays, but I do remember that feeling. Um, but really just getting involved in your community, having other guy friends that you're not into, that will all help you just as you're, as you're then meeting other guys, right, other men. exactly. And it's a process, and I never want you to force yourself to talk to someone. Just let it happen. Let it happen. Smile. If you have to do work for a guy, it's not right. It's just not right. Well, sometimes you need... Okay, I disagree with that, right. Christina. Sometimes you need to do a little... A little well, Dropping your handkerchief situation. Yeah, we differ in certain respects, yeah. but I because have you, but seen you give women... skinny girl dating advice, and I give real girl dating <laughs> advice. Because I just don't want them to do something that is so you know in your heart of hearts when something is going to be right or feel makes you feel a lot of anxiety. Totally, but at the same time, I think that if you're out and you see a guy and you're next to a guy and you know you're you can drop the handkerchief in some way. Yeah, I, you know. I never yeah. said not. Don't say hi. Don't smile. No, no, no. no. Yeah, I'm I thinking know. just yeah, do just like know. Don't, listen, not pursuing listen, the guy. Right, not pursuing yeah. the man. Just listen yeah. to your listen. Listen to that listen still small voice, heart. not your heart. The still small when voice. When it's calling for. <laughs> 
for you. <laughs> your heart will lead you astray. <laughs> oh no! It will. Oh god. You know our hearts. They're oh my god. Capricious. Well, okay. Capricious. Oh, Camille Grammer. Catching up with the content. All right, our final little thing. Um, oh yeah. So the big news for me, shocking me speaking again. Um, the big news for me, this is Alessandra. So I am super excited to announce that I am a new member of the Forbes Business Council. Um, and just what an honor, you know, to be recognized by Forbes. And I mean, just being in business and a woman in business. And I, I'm happy to represent the lady bosses of the world through that. So that, that was really exciting. Yes. The past few weeks. Very exciting. Um, yeah. Also, guys, um, I'm actually going to be a speaker at LoveCon, mm-hmm. which is a conference of a lot of dating coaches and matchmakers and influencers. Um, it's on June 24th, and it's free. So definitely get your ticket at LoveCon.com. Um, LoveCon.com. Scut.co. Yeah. Um, mark your calendars. You can do it virtually as well. Um, so it's it's going to be really fun. And it will be it's like a free dating advice, which is amazing and like um, uh, a lot of different dating experts will be there. Cosmopolitan is one of the sponsors of it so it's just a really cool event and it will be really amazing. Um, and yeah, that those are kind of my little updates. Christina, what about you? Great, and you can look on our Matchmakers in the City Facebook because I recently finally LinkedIn just published my article about Leonardo DiCaprio's dating advice. Oh, so good. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it. It's about lost love and that whole, the one that got away mm. mot- motif. Funny, really quick funny story about Leo. Oh, no. 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 One Oak? No. Well, Leo no. used to go to One Oak all the time. And I remember he used to have tables of models just every on every night, like four years ago or five years ago when I when I was a frequent um, visitor of the club, the club. Um, but anyway, yeah. So check that out. Check out our article. Go on our website, matchmakersinthecity.com. That's the hub for everything. You'll find yes. our Facebook, our Instagrams, our Twitter. Yeah. All on that at Matchmakers in the City at Twitter's at Matchmakers ITC. And then, as I said last time, if you liked this and you it can help someone else, text it text over the link to a friend. Yeah, totally. Um, and also feel free for any questions. You can totally DM us. My Instagram is at Matchmaker Alessandra Conti. Christina's is at Matchmaker Christina Conti. So feel free to DM us or you can email Nina, Nina at matchmakersinthecity.com. Um, but thanks so much for joining us, guys. And hopefully you just have a really awesome week. And we're saying a big prayer and sending you out a big hug. Um, for an awesome week. Okay, bye. bye.